I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. Teams came out fighting, but it was the addicts who delivered the knockout blow. Welcome to Charlton Live. Charlton Live. Very good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live, uh, coming to you live from the Valley. My name is Louis Mendes, and joining me here in the studio at the Valley is uh, for the first time this season, it feels like ages. Since I've seen you, Terry, even though it was only yesterday. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Is uh, Terry Smith, how are you doing, Terry? A very good evening. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, good, good holiday? Uh, uh, top notch, thank I you. I finally decided to turn up. Well, you know, um, can't have too much of a good thing, can you? <laughs> no, exactly, and that's why <laughs> we're that's why happy here. to have you here. Um, <laughs> on, uh, on tonight's show, we will, of course, look back at yesterday's, I've called it the Battle of Roots Hall, uh, but I think we're going to try and work out a better name for it already, because we've got the Battle of the Bridge from back in the day, so we're going to try and work out a better name for what the hell happened yesterday. Uh, at Root Hall, Roots Hall against uh, against Southend, Charlton won it. That's the, the most important thing. Two goals to one. A late header uh, from Christian Billick won it for the Addicts, but it was absolute chaos in uh, in added time there. Uh, Eighteen man brawl estimate because there were so many men in there, it's impossible to count them. Uh, ended up with three red cards throughout the game, so it was, uh, it was quite remarkable. I don't think I've ever seen anything uh, quite that ferocious. 
uh, on a football pitch. So we're going to discuss what happened yesterday. We're going to hear, of course, from the, the caretaker gaffer, Ali Boyer. We also want to hear from you guys. You can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Charlton Live. You can head over to the Charlton Live forum and have your say on there as well. We'll talk about yesterday's game. We're also going to talk about, later on in the show, our debutant, Josh Cullen, on loan from West Ham. Uh, also talk about the signing, of course, of Jamie Ward. I got those two mixed up on there yesterday and called him Jamie Cullen. Do you know what? Funny enough, <laughs> I said that before we kicked off. Before we kicked off yesterday, I'm going through, and I said, uh, is Ward's name Jamie? And, yeah. and uh, just to confirm, and they went yes. I thought, oh, no, I'm going to say Jamie yeah. Cullen at some point. And I said, uh, I said Jamie Cullen in my intro on BBC. I was like, oh, I didn't even it down like that. I was like, for goodness' sake, secret fan. <laughs> yeah, so he is a singer, of course. Um, so yeah, let's know what you made of his debut. Also, now you know, now we know the loan window is closed. Now we know where the squad is uh, until uh, you know between now and up to January. So we'd like to know, really, are you happy with the squad, with the hand that Lee Boyer has been dealt between now and the end of the year? I've, I'll, you'll see a tweet that's going to come out on our feed sort of sli- slightly on about 20 past 7 perhaps it's got a list of all the ins and outs in the summer and you can make your mind up if you think that the squad's been strengthened weakened let us know so studio at charltonlive.co.uk tweet us at charltonlive or like I said head over to the Charlton Live forum there's a thread on there for tonight's show and you can have your say if we've got time we might even look ahead to the Checker Trade Cup with AFC Wimbledon I mean, if we're really pushed for time, we're going to have to try and drag, drag that out over 15 minutes, which is pretty much like the game itself, I suspect. Yeah, right. Um, obviously, we've got a game that we had yesterday, Terry. Um, quite a remarkable ending to the <laughs> game. It looked like it was going to fizzle out into a into a one-all draw, but Charlton were the team in the ascendancy at the end. Uh, we got the win, and then we also may possibly lost the fight on technical knockout. But uh, overall, what was your oh, view I don't of the know. day? I think because we had uh, more numbers left, I think we probably just edged it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was trying to summarise and. Uh, you know, yes, the weather was gorgeous this weekend. Uh, it's my first Charlton live of the season. Said hello to some old friends yesterday. Three points away at the seaside. Palace lost, Millwall lost, and the Peterborough gruesome twosome both got sent off. So uh, <laughs> I've had worse. We- in deference to where we are yeah. as a club, I've had worse weekends. And also, actually, we have to point out that Charlton Live won our Jacko's Jackpot oh, bet. This thing. is the yes, first absolutely. time this season, only the second time ever. Uh, we had a bet on uh, Charlton to win and both teams to score. So we put two pound fifty on that. Uh, we've won thirty pounds for the for the upbeats, which we're really pleased about. That's quality. Yeah, and uh, so Nathan's going to be donating that to the upbeats when it when he gets a chance. Uh, so yeah well done us right I think we should have a listen to the highlights of yesterday's game um, they're quite long and the, we, we get through the first half in literally about two minutes but um, <laughs> it just, just the rest of it it just it goes on forever this is how it went down uh, in the Battle of Roots Hall Taylor finds Billick Billick down the line lovely ball as well to Jose Jose's away from his man briefly corner of the penalty area ball into the box to Rotter to Taylor took a reflection tried to get on the rebound just cleared away by White before he can pounce again Billick goes left to Page he's got a loads of space to run into now Lewis Page cuts inside Buamono now into the box Lewis Page pushed over no I don't think it is I really got to say no shoulder to shoulder I think I don't think it was a penalty. Now looking for options, goes back to Kitely and then Kitely lofts it long and Hopper's got a lot of space here and I warned exactly earlier about the fact that there would only be two defenders back and Hopper's into the Charlton penalty area and knocks it back to Mantum and it's a... Oh! It was Dimitri right on the edge of the penalty area, right-footed first time 
but it was always drifting away from Phillips' goal, but it looked like probably the best effort of the game so far. to force Grant back, but Grant then switched it back in with his left foot, and Bowers there, and Bowers oh. gets the header. Oh, and it bounces off Oxley. Oxley wasn't able to get his hands to it at the first attempt, but then does at the second, and eventually claims it. I think you could just about give Turner credit for, for levering Bower out of the way so he couldn't get a clean contact on it, but what a chance. Side, and he's going to come all the way across to Lewis Page, who again has got space over on the left, and he gets a brilliant ball in, and he's got over Turner that time, and it's gone to the back post where Jose is, and volleys oh. it! Oh, and he had so much time inside the south end box he took two touches volleyed it on the left foot and it's gone wide of the goal but a brilliant chance for Charlton probably oh, the best of the half great they both run to it Coca takes it short into the box and there's a, a flick block. shot in Good block from, flick from Turner but it's blocked away and then the shot comes in long from Bromo and it's comfortably wide of Dylan Phillips goal block defensive block from Chris Solly then. slight nudge from Solly so Solly wins the ball and then stabs it forward Grant's going to put Turner under pressure Turner an experienced defender no goes way. down but no way a foul and Grant's got away and burst into the penalty area Switch it across and oh, it's there. And Charlton scored in front of the away fans. It was Grant up against Turner. Turner went down claiming a free kick. It definitely wasn't. Grant burst into the penalty area, fired the ball across the six-yard box, and there was Lyle Taylor for his third league goal of the season to knock it in past Mark Oxley in the Addicts in a scrappy opening 12 minutes in the second half of taking the lead. First of all, you've got to give huge credit to uh, Chris Solly who uh, combined with uh, uh, Jose on this near side and he was put under huge pressure by Kitely but still managed to get the chip ball away into the corner and uh, Carlin Grant's pace just really you could see the concern on Turner's face as he was facing the wrong way and then he tried to get in front of uh, Carlin who just didn't push him he just used his strength to side to yep. side to lever him out the way and Turner hit the floor uh, and from that moment on Chalkmer in the ascendancy and a lovely ball back from Carlin he could have shot Carlin Grant could have had a smack, but he saw Val Taylor in the edge of the six-yard box. Not quite, not quite completely unmarked, but with enough space to bury that shot into the left-hand side. Just got booked for his troubles for celebrating yep. behind the goal, but who cares? Quickly. And now Theo Robinson has it halfway inside the half, over to Kitely on this side, the left. He's got it on his right foot, and he clips it further across to the left-back. Oh, and it's in! And it slipped under Dylan Phillips, who's going to feel that he should have done better there. Robinson. Because Ben Coker with his left foot... I think it was him who got the final touch. He shot. Dylan Phillips went down to his left and the ball slipped underneath him and into the back of the net. I don't know if anybody else got a touch, but Phillips has got to do better with that. And just two minutes, Charlton were in front, and now South End are back level. Maybe so, but equally, there was no cover on this uh, Charlton right-hand side. But Jose tried to get back there, and he was the last man to dive into the attempted challenge. It went under him, and Dylan Phillips... Uh, needed a stronger left arm didn't he really yeah yeah poor from Dylan Phillips he's gonna feel that he's uh, should have done a lot better there and Solly frustrated but it was Solly's right back place that was exposed White. Taylor on the return header up to Grant it'll drop to Lapsley have a Lapsley go thought about a shot instead oh, lovely in the Grant Grant's oh, offside, offside and he offside. scores but he's offside and I'm wondering if he'd left that to Nicky Ajose mm. who was running through he may not have been a brilliant but Grant was offside he comes towards the edge of the area up is Pierce he gets ahead there as well it's dropping towards uh, Ajose, uh, Fosser he can't turn back to goal he's got not enough space to turn now he tries to turn gets the ball loops it across into the penalty area headed away by Turner drops to Pierce can he shoot he does oh, over the bar it's a corner inches over the bar it must have taken a deflection because it's another Charlton corner Fosso did so well to get away from his man there eventually clipped the ball back across the header was back away from Turner but only as far as Pierce who'd stayed up and was in the area snapshot away with a volley and went just over the bar with a deflection from the south end player Cullen with this corner on the near side love it to Pierce yeah! Yeah! oh 
it's Goodhead and it's Bellick with the head up. Thought it was going towards Pierce. It went instead to the Arsenal loanee who's buried his first goal in a Charlton shirt and Charlton now have a 2-1 lead with only three minutes left of normal time. And they've been putting Southend under pressure for the last two or three minutes and Cullen's corners all game have been excellent but a lot of them have been deep towards the back post. Not that time, it was swung in hard and low towards the near post. Billick made a brilliant run, got away from his man and thundered a header into the near post. Oxley had no chance in the Southend goal and with what, two and a half minutes left, Charlton have regained the lead and lead here 2-1. Foster right by the corner flag on the Charlton left-hand side, the far side as we look at it. That'll be a free and, kick. Uh, push to the floor and Foster and it's all kicking off down in that corner. Somebody going down holding in their face, a South End player and everybody's over. <laughs> Lapsley's gone in and Lapsley's up against the goalkeeper there and it's... The goalkeeper's just launched himself at Lapsley. Yeah. Oh, it's carnage it's over there in the corner. It's turned sour. It did... There could be a sending off here. If there's... Uh, a few fans oh, no, then again, on the pitch as well. It's, uh, it's Kitely that's gone down holding his face, so judging by what he's done so far this game, I suspect he was nowhere near it. Yeah, it was Kitely up against Fosu, I think, yeah. that gave him away the initial free kick to Fosu. Well, they and dragged Fosu Tariq Fosu away. Fosu definitely reacted. Fosu definitely did something, but I don't know what it was. As you say, Kitely went down holding his face, but then all the players palmed no. in it. Fosu been sent off yeah I, I, Fosu definitely raised his hands I didn't see what happened but he definitely raised his hands at Michael Kitely the keeper as I say sprinted out and he didn't help matters because he leapt in at George Lapsley but Fosu's been sent off and as I say he definitely raised his hands but I don't know what what happened it was right over on the far side from where we're sat here in the, the press box but right in front well, of the you can't, fans Kitely can't get away somebody's got to be in a, in a blue shirt has got to be booked for that surely at the very least and Pierce is not Pierce happy is Pierce absolutely is fuming and beside himself Fosu who's done so well to come back from that injury and performed so well Dimitri is pushing solid oh, I hate that fellow I don't know who he is oh, and there's another that's red yeah. car for Kitely well, it, it had to be because I, as I said I don't know what happened over there but for Fosu to react like that it's just, I just don't know what happened I'll tell you what the keeper might be in trouble here Dylan yeah. Phillips is pulling Phillips. Jason Pierce away yeah well yeah. done Dylan yeah, Dylan's done really now well. Now the keeper might, might be in trouble here himself because he launched himself at George Lapsley. <laughs> yeah, he was the one who forced himself, as you say, towards Lapsley. And it looked again like he raised a hand at Lapsley as well. There's another car coming out. It's a red one to the keeper. Unbelievable scenes here. Three red cards in a massive brawl at the end of this game. And obviously there's no goalkeeper now for South End because they've made three changes. But it wasn't pretty over there. As I say, we're the opposite side of the pitch, so it was very difficult to see what was happening. But there were hands, there were hands raised. There looked like there were punches thrown. He has, no, he's blown the whistle because he's shaking hands now the referee. That's it. We're done here. Absolute carnage in the last few minutes here at Roots Hall. I know as uh, professional broadcasters, we're supposed to say, oh, that's the last thing you want to see in football. I absolutely loved every absolutely. minute of that. No question about absolutely it. brilliant. It's the only thing I was talking about when I got to my mate's house last night after the game. I, I forgot even to tell them to score. I said, oh, you should have seen this fight. Three red cards. Um, have you ever seen a game end like that? I've, I've, obviously, I'm, I'm old, so I've seen a few brawls in my time, but uh, that's up there. <laughs> Been involved quite in quite a, a few as well, <laughs> I yeah. imagine, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, there's a couple of things that spring to mind from that um, when I was listening back. The first one is uh, uh, apologies, because um, you wouldn't know this, but where you commentate on uh, in South uh, in South End, you're in a greenhouse anyway, mm. and there's a, a huge steel girder just to the right, which is basically obscures most of the uh, goal, effectively <laughs> where I was positioned. Uh, and so um, all I could see when the corner came in was Jason Pierce. 
So I'm assuming the ball's heading towards him, and then Billick Rice was obviously standing in that very spot. So I didn't see him come until he until he made that move and uh, and and connected with the header. So that's why I thought it was going towards Pierce. And secondly, uh, and a few people have asked me this over the years. Um, one of the reasons that not just myself but the group of us got together and promised, tried to uh, promise Charlton fans that we'd bring them a Charlton bias commentary somehow, somewhere, and we're not fully there yet because it's still not free. But we get, you know, that's the next, the next aim. It's exactly the reason that you could hear the South End. He was BBC, right? <laughs> BBC, the impartiality of the BBC. He's a South End fan, and I don't blame him for that, by the way. And it's you know, it, it, it's fantastic that he is. Uh, but if you were listening, to, if you'd got the BBC coverage, it would have been him. Yeah, which was hundred percent South End, and that's the reason why we uh, started this whole shebang to try and get uh, commentary for Charlton. We're not there yet. Hopefully, in the not too distant future. Sounds like you're trying to get my job there. I do. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, but and that's why we're there, and it's exactly yeah. why you've got that. You know what yeah. I mean? So, um, but uh, you wouldn't have got that gig at South End, would you? No, no, certainly. You'd not, got. No. He, he would have been it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, Amy pointed out actually that he's very loud. It's Nick Annika from BBC Essex. Well, he, they are literally. They put all the commentators are all sat next to each yeah, other. They're all yeah. shouting. Actually, over. there was only there's only three of us that yesterday. Normally, there's about five or six. It's even worse than that. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, excellent to hear the highlights of uh, of the fight uh, and uh, the football. Uh, the, the most important bit there, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean. We'll talk about the fight more in detail later on because we've all seen close-up videos of what happened and enjoyed them and watched them over and over again. But you know, in terms of the actual game, do you think we were the team that probably edged it? Yeah, and we, we were so. certainly the team that looked more likely to score as we as we were approaching ninety minutes. Yeah, I think we absolutely edged the first half. Um, I think we had the better chances. I think we uh, that diamond formation that uh, Lee Bowyer put together uh, pretty much controlled the game, uh, with a couple of exceptions. Uh, we um, I don't think they really troubled us. You had that. Um, Shot from Dimitriou that just uh, he, he screwed wide, which probably should have done better with. And then the there was a there was a, a shot from I think McNo- um, what was his name? Uh, trying to think of the guy's name McLaughlin. That was it. That fired well over. Uh, but um, second half, before we actually scored, I thought it was pr- that that ten minute spell was probably some of the worst football I've ever seen. It was awful mm. from both sides. Nobody could string a pass together. People were making mistakes left, right, and centre. It was a it was a really scrappy ten minutes. And then we put together. A little, uh, a little passage play down that right-hand side with Chris Solly and uh, I think it was Nicky Jose alongside him, um, who I thought actually, and uh, for the most part, played really well yesterday. I think he went a little bit missing towards the latter end of the game, but maybe that's because uh, he hasn't played much football, I don't know. But um, first half and first portion of the second half, I thought he was great. Uh, and uh, they combined a lovely knock down the line from, uh, from Chris Solly into space. Uh, and that's what... Carlin loves it with his pace. I would have thought, and up against Dawson, um, not Dawson, um, Turner, Turner, yeah. Turner, who uh, one uh, formerly of us, of course, back in the day. Um, not exactly uh, a, a lightning turn of speed, but he just managed to get his body in front. Uh, so he did his job quite well up to that point. You think now about five minutes earlier, Pierce did exactly the same thing in the opposite corner. Uh, Realised he wasn't going anywhere, so just hit Rosette. Just put it straight out of play. Don't don't take risks. You're in the corner. You're up against a, a decent striker. Just hit Rosette. Well, <laughs> uh, Turner didn't really uh, follow his lead, and for, <laughs> I don't know what he was trying to do. Well, <laughs> the ma- just the manner of that dive it was it just. Was... I mean, because it's one of those ones where, to be fair, I, I've seen the foul given in that in that case, and I'm sure we've we've won them ourselves this season, Maybe where so. basically. Uh, a defender just throws himself to the floor under the the most minor of contacts. Now, I think we. I have to admit, actually, I think the ref 
probably overall did pretty well yesterday in first because there was a dive from Lewis Page in the first half that he didn't give. He booked Fosu for diving. Well, that, that was maybe a question mark. Cause I'm not sure I whether he was Fosu actually after a wasn't a, wasn't a, wasn't I don't know if he, dive, he literally just fell over. Um, but and, and then obviously he handled the fight at the end quite well. But in this in, in this particular case, I mean Turner's quite clearly just thrown himself to the ground, hoping to get a free yep. kick. The linesman's right there. The referee's not too far away. They've both gone. What are you doing? And, that, and he's gifted us position in, in a very good position. And Carlin's oh, still have work to do. Got towards that byline, putting across. I mean, Taylor won't score an easier goal in his career. But, I mean, Michael Turner's really got to look at himself well, for, for that one. Well, for goals, as it turns yeah. out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, um, he clearly made uh, made a mistake. He, he should have. He probably knew when he um, Carlin was all over him that he should have hit Rosehead. By the time he'd realised that, it was too late. So he had to do something. Uh, and rather than lose the ball, he thought, I'll go down and I'm bound to get a foul. But uh, he sort of went, <laughs> he went down fairly theatrically as well and landed on his backside. And Carlin sort of like, well, uh, Carlin sort of like almost with his hands up in the air. I don't think he mm. did, but you could clearly see he didn't make any contact. So to give a, I don't think, and most referees are a bit soft in that respect. But I don't think even this, you know, any referee would have been justified to give that because mm. they're thinking, well, actually, he never touched you. It's funny. Uh, on last week's show, we were talking about like the uh, the link-up play between the two strikers um, and how last week against Fleetwood there was a couple of times, particularly in the second half, where Taylor was trying to find uh, Carlin Grant when it wasn't the opportunity. Now I think just how wide he was for Grant meant there was no option other than to square it. But it is good to see that they're starting to get this sort of connection, this understanding between the two of them. Look up. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's not rocket science. And and look, as a striker, you get it that uh, that they're going to want to score. That's uh, the name of the game. But uh, you know, the team scoring rather than you taking a chance um, and put uh, rather than putting it on somebody's on a plate for for your other for your other striker. So the team scores rather than you uh, is something that uh, you learn as you grow up, I suppose. And. Mm. Uh, um, Yesterday was the first, not first sign, that's probably unfair, but it was a sign of it growing, and, that partnership. And it is nice just to see in Taylor, you know, a natural goal scorer, someone who's actually going to be in that position, because how many times yeah. last season, perhaps, were we hoping that Josh McGuinness would be like, there he'd, on he'd, the line? He'd have probably drifted away to the far post, yeah. Josh, wouldn't he, for, yeah. for that chip ball to head in. And, uh, yeah, so good to see that Lyle Taylor's got off uh, on the mark and started the season really well. So far, was it four now he's on, I think, three yep, or four? Yep, yep. Um Obviously, the lead didn't last very long. Very disappointing. I was—I hadn't even gone on air to talk about us taking the lead. In fact, I think I was just on air when when we conceded. Um, and I, I, I sort of—I can't remember if I said it on the show on Thursday, but I certainly thought it after. You know, we'd, we'd spent the entire week bigging up Dylan Phillips after you know some great comments from him after the Fleetwood game, and he made some good saves, kept his first clean sheet of the season. But he's going to be disappointed with that one. Yeah, he is. He should have. His left hand should have been stronger. Um, having said that, and I, and I mentioned it yesterday, is. The left hand being stronger, would it have made a difference? I don't. I can't remember, and I'd have to see it back whether there was any South End players still on hand, straight in front of him, because there's no way he's grabbing it. He could only get a stronger left hand to it to maybe not, so it wouldn't go underneath it. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean there wouldn't have been a South End player following that up. Mm. Uh, so it still might have ended up in a goal. The, the thing, and it shouldn't detract away from the fact that we uh, we left them all alone on that uh, on, on our yeah. right hand side. Well, it started off with a quick free kick on the left hand yeah, side, yeah, and, yeah. and Bose was saying that, that that Pagey perhaps was sort of out of position, and then Solly couldn't get back in time. He had an acre of space. It was Coker who, who drove it towards the goal, and that's just I mean, it's just a concentration thing. I mean, overall we didn't defend too badly yesterday, but you can't switch off at any no, point. I agree, and it uh, and, and might be why we are in league middle of League One and mm. not anywhere else. Yeah, uh, as the game obviously as the game was progressing, like I say towards the, the last 10 minutes you know whereas I felt throughout perhaps the first hour it had actually been pretty 
pretty even, very even, particularly in the first half. We were the team in the ascendancy at the end, and we had a flurry of corners. We had that effort from, from Piercy that, that was deflected over. Before that, we'd already seen Carlin have it in the net, but the, the flag raised. Again, I'd have to see that again to see. I think he was. I yeah. Um, as I, I think I said on commentary there, uh, a Jose, I don't think he was running through, and I'm wondering, I'd like to ask George Lapsley whether he was actually aiming for Nicky Ajozo because Ajozo was making the deeper run. Uh, but you can't. You, I mean, Carlin's not going to know that. Particularly, he's going to ball's going to drop to his feet. You're going to you're going to put it away. Yeah, um, but it was us in the ascendancy, and then uh, it was from your yeah, PSC's shot that deflected just over. We then we heard it in the commentary, went straight to the next corner, and that's where it was again. Turner, uh, we, we spoke to Billy after the game yesterday, and you'll be able to read that tomorrow in, in the South London Press. But um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, the, Billick was moaning that oh the biggest centre half was marking me and, and he said he was sad because of that uh, but he made us all happy just moments later because he <laughs> lost he lost him and it's a bullet header I haven't seen a such a header of the ball like that for a little while and uh, I mean the the scenes the limbs in that away end were quite impressive from brilliant. where we were yeah uh, well the support all uh, all afternoon was amazing and uh, they said there was fifteen hundred in there that stand I think holds two thousand two hundred now did you see seven hundred empty seats I'm not sure mm. I did. So yeah. I'd be uh, I'd be a little surprised if it was just fifteen hundred. I don't know quite how these things work, but uh, it looked fuller to me. But anyway, it doesn't matter. They uh, they made their uh, their presence felt all game, and especially after the second goal. Um, yeah. fantastic scenes at the back there, and uh, even from uh, Billig himself, who uh, he admitted <laughs> that he didn't really know what to do. Yeah, yeah, but he did really well to to get beyond. It was just a little bit of pace because again, when I saw it in real time, I, I, it looked to me like he was completely unmarked. And you watch it back, and Turner is nearby, but he's just been caught on the hop a little bit as the ball balls come in uh, into a good good area there's plenty of space for him to attack uh, Billy because a good ball in from, from Cullen on, on his debut um, but yeah again Turner what's, what's he doing well again a couple of things there. Cullen's delivery all game was superb I think for, for every set, set piece and uh, and that's that bodes well for the future um, but I think um, like me on the country I think probably as most of the game it was either going to well, Bauer or Pierce uh, in that uh, penalty spot, I'm guessing that Dawson thought, well, you know, I've got Billick. His uh, his ball's never gone to him for the whole game. Why should it now? Uh, and switched off. Mm. And uh, but it, Christian still had uh, had work to do. Still had to meet the ball with under uh, pace of the the cross uh, allowed him to bullet the header past the keeper. Mm. But he still had to be there. Still had to get on target, and it was a great finish. And then, of course, we just uh, wanted to just see the see the rest of the game out. No incident, and that's exactly what we were trying to do. Uh, <laughs> as as Tariq Fossey, um Ran over to the to the far corner with the ball. Um, uh, ironically, he went down quite easily in the corner. Now, when you when you when I've seen it from the other angle, but then because of that, Kitely's given him a kick up the arse, which you can't do. Uh, well, you know, the strange thing with that the whole incident, and, and you're right. Well, I mean, we uh, when you watch it back, I mean, it was in it was in an area of the pitch it couldn't have been further away from us if, if it tried. Um, so we saw uh, Fosu go down. So we initially thought that was the tackle. That, that prompted the whole thing, prompted Fossu to jump up and, and do what he did to Kitely. That's not true. Uh, he went down under pressure, expecting to get a foul. Um, maybe he went down too easily, I don't know. And then Kitely, while he's on the floor, launches himself at, you know, with a swinging right foot, straight at um, Tariq's legs, because mm. uh, the ball's nowhere near it. Uh, and that's what prompted Tariq to jump up and do what he did to him. They say it was a headbutt. Well, yeah. Uh, head I'm not head so head. sure. No, I'm not, yeah. I, I, you know, again... 
The, but the referee, apparently in the post-match, and we'll hear Lee Boyer in a second, I'm sure, confirm it, said that uh, the tackle, initial tackle, was knee-high. Yeah, I don't know where he got that from, because it clearly it wasn't. It clearly wasn't, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know quite what the first bit, I think you might have guessed the first bit. Yeah, unless <laughs> unless there was just a breakdown in communication, maybe, maybe he so. got something maybe from so. his linesman, on, who the linesman was on our side, actually, yeah. so it would have been just as far away from it from the rest of us. Um, I mean, it was an almighty bundle. I've, ne- I've never seen so many people get involved. If you're Tariq Fosso, though, and you've just spent how many months out, mm. um, and you've got a slightly uh, tricky hamstring anyway you're not going to take kindly to that and, and I know everybody will turn everybody will turn around and say oh he should keep his head oh he should keep his cool I challenge any of us to have, not to have reacted in the same way yeah I mean it, you know I love Bose and of course but it must be so hard for someone who's had the career he's yeah. had to then have to turn around and say oh you shouldn't be doing that you should that. be calming down lad yeah but um, you oh, know I'm just going to re- watch a rerun of your videos yeah I mean he's, he's talking from experience there very much so and I guess he learned throughout his career that he can't go around uh, fighting with teammates or anyone else uh, on the pitch but you know he, he's been there and he's done that and that's yeah. why I think he understands uh, why it happens um the the reaction of um uh, of the goalkeeper Mark Oxley, I mean that was that was, it was a bit odd. I mean when it's not your fight, I mean it's a fight between Tariq Fosu well, and Michael Kiteley. That's the other thing. Why is he bowling well, in and getting involved? He's, he's went to. I'm, I'm assuming he's going for Tariq <clears throat> initially because he may have seen what Tariq did to Kiteley. So he's run from his penalty area. He's probably also seriously ticked off that they're losing, mm. uh, and he's let a goal in. Um, and then I think uh, George tried to block his path or try to get in his way. Uh, and he took exception to that and, uh, and launched himself at his face. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, George pushed. Uh, uh, fair credit to George, by the way. I mean, how old is he? <laughs> he was, uh, was he 18? Yeah, was he 19? Not standing yeah. for that and uh, give him a shove back. Um, and I think every single South End player should be sending Dylan Phillips a thank you card. Mm. Because if he hadn't stopped Jason Pierce, <laughs> Lord, he was a man. I mean, you could just see him. And yeah. You could see his face was he was seething, yeah. uh, and I love to see that. As yeah. your captain, he, he's not going to stand for any nonsense. If Dylan Phillips hadn't attracted him away, he'd have got a red card. No yeah. question about yeah. it. Yeah, the NHS had put South End General Hospital on a red <laughs> alert when they saw when they saw Piercy coming down. But luckily, like luckily they say uh, he was stopped. Yeah, bizarre behaviour from uh, from Mark, like I say, Mark Oxley because it wasn't his fight. I mean, Lapsley was clearly everyone was running in there to try and break up the two but then he came in and just threw a punch that I've never I've, you rarely see a punch like that I mean I was going to report him to the NSPCC because <laughs> I mean George Lapsley's just, just a youngster um, I, I did sort of make a joke on Twitter I was listing off all the red cards and I made a joke oh George only got booked he must be a massive wuss, a wuss or something uh, for, for not getting involved but he did he did get involved uh, like the rest of them final whistle goes um I mean, after that, it, it didn't really feel like there was anything else was going to happen after that. It, it felt like the game just played out for the last two minutes or so. Yeah, and I think uh, the, the most bizarre thing after that, though, there was uh, Southend 2-1 down, um, wanting to get back into the game, uh, obviously, to, with only 30 seconds remaining. And their fans keep the ball. Yes, that was, that was weird, that was wasn't odd. it? Yeah. yeah, if you weren't there. So basically, uh, there was... Uh, a group of fans over on the far side, probably the nearest to the Charlton fans. So I think the, the South End hardcore, if that's probably the wrong term, but the shouty children <laughs> from, were, from go there. and stand, go and stand as near to the away end as possible. And then the Chal- a Charlton few went and stand, stood in that corner as well. Obviously, we had the upper hand at that point. We were winning, and for some reason, our, our, the South End fans thought it'd be a good idea to not give the ball back for over a minute and a half. While just waste, it's like you're wasting your own time here, chaps, because we're winning and, and you're losing. Happy days. Yeah. Um, yeah, final score then. So, in in the context of the season, second win of the season, you know, you're trying to think about now the fact that people are coming back, our loan signings are coming in now. You know, are we are we going to try and see this? Hopefully, as the result that's going to properly kickstart our season now. Can I say? Can we do that the week after next? 
Yeah. Because this Saturday, we will have Tariq Fosu now missing. <laughs> we will have uh, Cullen missing because of international duty. Yeah. We will have Ward missing because of mm. international duty. Uh, and so... Um, the squad then becomes just a little bit more uh, as threadbare as it was before yeah. they arrived. Yes. So the, the the recovery, I think, starts week Saturday, not mm. Saturday. I was desperately trying to find confirmation that Cullen's actually been called up, but uh, according to everything, I yeah, was according told to according has. to what Bowie was saying yesterday, he has. But I couldn't actually find that. So unless hopefully there hasn't been a, a breakdown in communication, but we were told yesterday that Cullen's going to go off on international duty. Uh, he's Irish, isn't he? So, um, yep. so he's 22, so, he's an under, so he'd be too old for the under-21. So. Uh, you're allowed one overage player, so uh, maybe he's that, but uh, uh, I don't know if there's an under-23 game. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Uh, I don't think it goes up to that level. Uh, Doesn't it? I don't uh, know. Uh, not as far as I know, anyway. Um, I mean, uh, Cullen was bought in from the start, actually. That's one of the things we didn't really talk about the team news at the start, because yeah. there were a couple of surprises there. Um, Cullen coming straight in was perhaps a bit of a surprise. Uh, it, it obviously helped that Arebo was out injured. And then the other one, of course, Nicky Jose coming in. So I didn't see that coming at all. Piercy was the other starter who hadn't, who hadn't started the previous game against Fleetwood. But, I mean, Jose was very much a surprise inclusion for myself. And me, uh, to be fair. And, I mean, with, uh, with respect, though, I mean, when he came on uh, against Fleetwood, I thought he, he played well. And uh, so deserved his chance, I guess. And uh, you've got to give Bowie credit for that, I think, because um, obviously there's players that uh, he might not fancy as, as much as others, uh, in a footballing sense, obviously. <laughs> uh, and I think Tariq Foster and Mark Marshall are probably in that category. But if he thinks that a player can do a job, he's clearly not uh, not uh, mm. scared or not worried about putting him in. And yeah. I think uh, Nico Jose repaid that because I thought, as I said, for at least... 60 to 65 minutes yesterday I thought he was uh, he was outstanding yeah, and Cullen stepping in uh, for his debut um, I mean like I say you've already talked about his set pieces oh, again he really impressed me took about 10 minutes to get into the game I think um, he uh, he was doing a lot of movement without actually receiving the ball maybe that's uh, down to the, his uh, his colleagues rather than himself perhaps but as soon as he started getting on the ball and turning and facing the opposite direction he, he looked threatening uh, and uh, as we found, you know, as we found with the set pieces, he can he can find a player. So I think he's going to be a good player for us. I really do. Mm. Um, yeah, so I guess it maybe take a little while for the t- his teammates to sort of catch up with him. He's one of those sort of players, but he's, he certainly he played forty times for Bradford City in the league uh, when, they won, the season, when they won it, wasn't it? Uh, when no, when they got when, no, they got to, uh, oh, to the they got to the playoff yeah. final. Obviously, lost to, to to Millwall. So he's got experience in this league. He's got experience of going far at the at the top end in this league. Uh, so hopefully that'll be um, now the, the the match winner yesterday. Obviously, Christian Billick. Um, asked to play pretty much everywhere it seems he, again he joked yesterday he'd play up front if he had to um, but you know he started off in, in the midfield dropped back into the defence after after Bauer went off um, but especially when he was in the midfield the amount of times in that first half where Southend were coming forward and he just stepped in and just, just I mean almost going about his business quietly because it wasn't like big challenges it was just being in the right place at the right time to step in and to take the pressure off the defence and again you, you think he's only is he 20? 21? 20 20 I mean mm. he's a 20 year old he reminds me as a 20 year old of, uh, of um, Gomez um, he's yeah. got that calmness about him. Mm. Uh, you can tell that um, some, some, you know, obviously in the in the recent past, he's only played under twenty three football. He admits it himself, you know, he gets more time playing under twenty, you know, in under twenty three level than you do here. So it's a few times he gets caught on the ball when he thinks he's got more time than he has. But I don't want to detract away from his his general uh, performances because I think uh, uh, I, I'd be my man of the match yesterday anyway. Um, and uh, I think he's been again outstanding since he, he came to us. You can just see that uh, he's um, he's probably a different class to, to some of our players. Yeah, certainly, and a uh, different level. Maybe I mean, there's, uh, bear in mind he's he's you know he's obviously from from Arsenal. You just get the feeling he's he's um, mm. he's progressed 
even at 20 more more mm. so than our, our our crop yeah i mean um because you know we we look at some of the signings we've had from arsenal over the years and some of them have clearly had that star quality when you think of uh, francis Coquelin and alex song if we're going all the way back to yeah, the premier yeah. league days but at the same time you know emmanuel fringpon uh yaya sonogo i mean Steffi mavadidi was probably in the middle but some you know just because you come from arsenal it doesn't mean you're going to be a good no, player no that's true of course and uh, and yeah we've as you say we've uh, you know you've, you've they're going to be a few pups, but this guy certainly isn't. Yeah, I hated Emmanuel Fringpon when he was here. By the way, just I was, because I, of his name. Well, no, just because that stupid hat thing he used to do, the oh, dench yeah. hats. Yeah, I was. I was thinking earlier while I was writing his name down for something. Uh, like, why was it? I wonder what he's well, up to now. I think possibly because uh, he saw his career elsewhere. I think. Mm, yeah, if he's in the fashion industry now, I'd, I'd, I'd be interested. Now, like I say, Piercy back yesterday. Uh, yeah, I thought Naby's actually not been too bad over the last few weeks, but it's always going to be Piercy that's going to come in ahead of him. And, I mean, he is a big, big player for us. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, you'd like to know uh, what the win percentage is with him and without him, but mm. I suspect we're better off with him, without question. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, yeah, he looked a, a very calm influence. Uh, he's just, um, he's your captain, I think. Even when he wasn't our captain, I think, people, you know, you look at him as a captain's uh, a style of, of captain because he just leaves it all out there. There's, mm. You know... We saw the friendlies, the pre-season friendlies. That was the one. Was it Crawley? Crawley, yeah. Crawley, yeah. And uh, he was up for a fight that day as well. <laughs> yeah, just... yeah. Someone went in strong and forced the casket, <laughs> yeah, didn't they? Yeah, he he ran the to, leg yeah. for the pitch, virtually yeah. take him out. Excellent um, stuff. It's it's just the, the nature of who he is, and I think uh, that breeds. Um, uh, a positivity in the squad. Mm, excellent. Right, don't forget, we want to hear uh, what you guys made of yesterday's performance and, of course, the the fight uh, and anything else you want to say. We've put it out there now about the squad. Uh, I've listed all the players that have come in and gone out. I've only listed first-team players, so obviously there's a few, the likes of Hanlon, for example, who've gone out who haven't counted. Uh, but I think I've got everyone there. Uh, so let me know how you think the squad has shaped up now. Do you think we're in a better position than this, than maybe the, this time last year or the end of last season? Uh, or do you think we're in a worse position? Let us know. Studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Charlton Live. Head over to the Charlton Live forum if you want as well. There's a thread on there uh, for tonight's show. Right after the game yesterday, uh, caught up with Lee Bowyer. Obviously, it was a chaotic end to the game, but he wasn't going to let that overshadow the fact that his team went to South End and got a great result. Three points, well deserved, I think. Um, I think when we came here last season, we got we got beat up and we got we lost three 0 um, I just said to him, look, you 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 stood up and, and you competed uh, as men, um, and you play. They they can play. So we, we've got a bit of everything now, you know. And um, so coming to these places, which is going to be hard, it's always going to be hard. Um, but now we've got people that can compete and, and we've got a good mixture and, and I think you should that show today. Chaotic scenes at the end there, Tariq Fosu showing a red card and two South End men as well. Did you have a view on what happened? No, it couldn't have been any further if, if they tried. Um, it's like they were trying to hide from it. Uh, but the ref said that, um, obviously I asked the ref after the game, he said that uh, the man tackled Tariq knee high. And Tariq's reaction was a headbutt. I haven't seen it yet. Our, our, uh, analysis fella's still up in the gantry, so that's what the ref told me. Obviously, I'll, I'll have a look after. Um, so yeah, that's what it is. It's, if that is the truth, then obviously we're he's going to be banned now anyway for three games. So that's a, a massive loss. We've only just got him back. It's the first time he's got any minutes since he's been injured. So. And now we're going to lose him for three games, which is which is a massive loss. He's, he's a big player for us, you know. And, but I understand 
heat of the moment and bad tackles like that can ruin people's careers so I understand why people react the way they do at times but I just said to him we have to learn from that and, and, and if that is the case then can't be doing that again Continually, uh, keenly contested affair throughout but it was your team that was in the ascendancy at the end and I think that you deserved that when Billy got his header Yep, yep, great for Christian um, great ball from Josh so two signings have, have combined there and uh, I think from start to finish really they had a, even from their goal it was from us we Page left back at it took too many touches got caught they switched it quick the only time really they, they created a 2v1 down there and that's alright you know um, and, and they got a tap in but apart from that I thought we defended very very well passed the ball very very well and uh, on another day we can score another 2-3 goals you know Nicky had a great chance first half and again we got into good areas you know so at least we got a couple of goals today and, and, and we'll take these three points and, and move on until Saturday you mentioned your loan signings there. you got two in this week and got to see one of them today and Josh Cullen what, what did you make of his uh, debut very good very good he's, he's got a great engine obviously he cramped up a little bit at the end there but and what I was asking him and practically to do practically tired as well um, it's very hard for the play the diamond and the left and the right of the diamond is very demanding you know they've got to go out to full backs and back in so um, obviously Josh hasn't really had to do that before so uh, but I thought he was outstanding he competed he passed the ball well and got in the box um, a couple of times the first half he put a great header back across you know so um, I thought it was a very good debut yeah uh, good news that you were able to bring back Pierce and Fossey in, into the team you've lost you've lost your Rebo is that anything too serious uh, no, I don't think it's too serious. I'm hoping to have him back maybe Thursday training with us. That's the plan. But uh, we ain't going to rush anything, you know, because we're, I just want to try and keep them all fit now. And, and if I can do that, then I'll, I'll try and look, manage their, their games and their, their minutes and, and try and keep them all fit as much as possible. I'll rotate things and because they're all good players. So I, I think that we've got a good squad and... and I have to try and look after certain people. And no Mark Marshall in, in the squad today, is he, is he injured as well? No, Mark Marshall's not injured. Um, George Lapsley has been excellent and he deserved to be on the bench in front of Mark Marshall. Obviously the, the loan window's closed now, so you, you know what your squad is up until January at the very least. Uh, are, you, are you happy you've got what you needed now? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got what I needed, what I've been planning. Obviously, a lot of them players are the was our targets. Um, we was lucky to get Wall yesterday. Cullen, it just fell into place with us. So, um, I'm grateful to all the clubs that have blown us, their players. Christian today scoring, you know. Um, so yeah, no, it's been it's been a great window for me. I, I think we've got a very very we've brought in some very good additions to the squad. And also, you're happy with your business throughout the window, but you yourself, your own position, you're still officially the caretaker. Are you any closer to having that confirmed? No, no, it's the end of the month. I just, the most important thing for me is not myself, was, was the club and, and the players we bring in. That was the most important thing for me. And uh, now that that's done, then obviously now I will go to the owner and see if we can sort something out regarding myself. Thanks, Lee. Thank you. Okay, Christian showed his class today filling in three roles for you today as sort yeah. of defensive midfielder centre half and, and match winner yeah very good player that's why we want to bring him in um, he's good at everything 
we, we said he, he can play centre half, he can play in the middle of the park, and today he's just shown that, you know. Um, very good on the ball at times, took too many touches, but that's 23's football. Mm. He thinks he can dribble from the back, go past four players, and, and, and that's normal. It's not normal, not, not in men's football. So he still has to learn, and, and that's why he's with us, because he's an exceptional player. You can see he's an exceptional player, but he needs to learn. And uh, he will learn under us, because we're, we're telling him the right things to do. There's no reason why a player shouldn't celebrate a late winner with a manager, but was there any particular reason why Christian did come in running over to you? Some of you'd spoken to him about at corners attacking balls, or no, no. I think I was just the only person that he could see at that time, I guess. <laughs> and I was obviously celebrating as well, so yeah. But it was good. Everyone, it, it means a lot to everybody, you know. They they work hard every day, and and to come here and get three points, especially after the last season. It, not an easy place to come and in this physical and, and you have to battle but I think we've done that and we played so um, yeah to get the three points was, was very good for us Selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Silver steps in, wins it back for Charlton, comes away on a run and then feeds Fossu over halfway. Fossu on the left-hand side, they're heading towards the penalty area, looking to take on Pond. Gets in the box, is he going to fall over? No, he's got his yeah. There's number three! Terry showing out there's number three as the third red card. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's just the, the hat-trick and three. That's yeah. what I was laughing at. Like, uh, uh, nobody else would know that hat-trick means three goals. <laughs> yeah. if, I was, uh, uh, if I was quicker, I would have, uh, if I thought this earlier, I would have been editing that Jose Mourinho press conference. You know what this means? Three, <laughs> three red cards, three Premier League titles. Something, something along those lines. Great to hear from, uh, from Lee Boyer after yesterday's uh, win down at Southend uh, United. Um, plenty of good stuff there from from Bose. Um, I, I think I don't know if it's just me. I think it's getting a bit more, com- you know, a bit more open with the press now and stuff. Like I think yeah. at, at the end of last season, he seemed a bit, old, but now he's cracking jokes and stuff. So <laughs> he's, he's yeah, he's bound yeah. to be more relaxed. Um, yeah. But as he said, uh, he doesn't really yet know know what his future holds. And it, mm. uh, you'd expect him to be given the job, but mm. then um, expecting what should be happen and you know especially with uh, with with our setup at the minute mm. uh might be a bit of a leap too far yeah because i've i've got that 
as one of our points because I want to speak to you. So obviously, you know, the spe- he, we were told in the summer that he expected to have his job made permanent before the start of the season if the takeover hadn't gone through. Then I believe he said something about the end of the month, which obviously now has been reached, which is why I asked the question yesterday. And now we're saying he's going to go to the owner and expect to make a deal. Because if you, I think when you think about the phrase deal, I mean, he won't have be on any different contracts of what he was when he first joined as a well when he first got made the assistant manager so he, don't hold your breath Lee yeah. so I mean, I mean we know that Ronan doesn't want to be spending much more money than what he needs to at the moment but I mean if if he goes to if Boyer goes to him now and he still won't make him the permanent manager I mean Lee would be well within his right to say look I've been doing this job for a long time now if you're not going to give me the job then I'll walk away yeah and, and as you say who would blame him but uh, mm. uh, you know, if you're going back to uh, this is what he was promised or this is what was said um, we've had a catalogue of those <laughs> over the last uh, well, how many years but certainly since mm. the summer uh, where things are supposed to have been happening and they haven't been and we've uh, we've got multiple different stories coming out of uh, uh, official circles, uh, and then um, find out that uh, it's actually not quite like that. Mm. So, uh, if Lee Bowie has been told one thing from uh, from the official uh, uh, circles I speak of, uh, I wouldn't necessarily put put stake me mortgage on it. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, certainly. I mean, the job he's done overall. I mean, I, I don't think I've heard a Charlton fan say a bad word against him yet. And now, and in particular, I'm focusing on the transfer business in this summer because we know. I mean, it's quite clear that the the budget would have been cut, and he's been working, you know, not not quite with his hands tied behind his back, but certainly in very difficult circumstances. And he said all summer that he's going to be patient, and he's only going to make pick up players that were uh, are going to improve the squad. Now, at times during the summer, I was thinking, just get anyone. <laughs> you know, I just want some <laughs> bodies. Body, yeah, yeah, I just want some bodies in there just to be on the safe side. But he stuck to his word, and the, the signings he's made from what we've seen from who's come in so far. I mean, obviously, we haven't seen Jed Steer, the goalkeeper, yet, but everyone else has looked pretty impressive so far. Well, what he, what he said was uh, he only wants uh, players through the door. They're going to make the uh, the squad better. Uh, and, you know, we're all, everybody's a football manager, right? So uh, mm. we're thinking, well, he'd make us better, and he'd mm-hmm. make us better, and he'd definitely make us better. But, you know, it's only, there's only a few people's opinions that count, and, of course, that's Bowyer Jackson. Uh, and, by the way, we should... Uh, we should Mention Steve Gallen, the head of recruitment, of course, yeah. in that as well, because um, he's the one that goes actually does does most of the chasing, uh, and and uh, before it even gets to, well, I'm, I'm assuming uh, Boya Jackson and Gallen get together and say, well, these players are are the quality we're looking for, right? You go and get them, mm. uh, and and he's done a great job in doing that. It's taken a, a little while to get over the line, especially the the Cullen one, mm. um, but uh, we've got them, and uh, we haven't seen Ward yet, but. Um, He's played against us and scored against us. Yeah. So uh, Every time he, it he seems, comes, like, yeah. He, yeah, he comes with uh, with a reputation that yeah. uh, that we can uh, utilize. So uh, yeah, I think um, you were talking before about the the squad and and what's it look like now. And if you take you take this weekend out of the equation because of international duties, it's considerably stronger. Mm. Uh, bearing in mind, you know, obviously another few injuries could knock us back again. I but mean, it, are, you, are you saying that it's stronger than the start of this season, so September, so oh, yeah, Sunday yeah, game? Yeah, yeah. But not what I mean, because I'm interested. I'm just interested to find out what people think in comparison to last season as well. Um, so, like I say, we'll have that conversation. There's a tweet out there on the Charlton Live account. Uh, you guys need to start replying to it, saying, you know, how uh, is asking how do you rate our transfer business uh, during the summer and our squad now because the window's closed now this is how we are I want to know what you guys think are we strong enough 
to challenge, which is what Lebo has been talking about for promotion, or to stay up in the top half, or to avoid a relegation battle, which some of us were worried about at the start of the season. Then you know, let us know where you think we are. So reply to that tweet on the Charlton Live account or studio at charltonlive.co.uk, or like I say, head over to the Charlton Live forum. Uh, Emmanuel Fringpong update. Uh, <laughs> I asked, I asked the question, and two of you answered. London Inigiza says he's now a free agent. Uh, and at present, and he's a cousin of Lethal Bizzle, uh, some grimy rap geezer, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> Mike uh, down with the kids there. Yeah, clearly. Uh, I, I've heard of Lethal <laughs> Bizzle. I'm, I, he was in on the hat business as well, if I remember rightly. Uh, Richard Justin said that um, he pointed out that before he was a free agent, he was actually playing in, in Cyprus, Cyprus yeah, for yeah. a team called Ermis Arapidapadu. I checked these. Well, he made 12 appearances last season. Yeah. No goals, six yellow cards. <laughs> well, that's good. Good to hear. Um, yeah, I mean, are, are they giants of the Cyprian <laughs> game? Funnily enough, I'm not overly uh, yeah. au fait with the Cypriot first division, yeah. but uh, I'll, try and, I'll try and gen up. Try and find out, uh, find out about that. Right, a um, couple of other things that come out by this thing now. Um, uh, Richard also asked what the situation with was ba- with Bauer's injury. Now I completely forgot to ask Bauer in my interview. Did you get anything on Bauer because he came he came off? I mean, what did he hurt his head? Someone say? Well, I mean, he, he, well, I mentioned it on commentary at the time uh, when he made that challenge, which was a bit half-hearted to be fair. So he he, he probably was a guilt, uh, uh, you know a victim of his own. Um, uh, Cowardice. Well, no, that's probably strong. <laughs> uh, Victor, he didn't go in hard enough. I yeah. basically put it that way. And uh, he as wouldn't he have lasted in the brawl. As as he fell, um, his head sort of smacked against turf quite quite yeah. hard. So I said at the time, I think, oh, that uh, that would avert his head. No question about it, because he did land awkwardly, uh, and th- his head took the full force. So whether or not there was a concussion, or to be honest, I think um, uh, I don't think he was having his best game. Patrick Bear, uh, if I'm honest, mm. um, because I think their front two were mobile, they were strong, uh, and I think he was being uh, bullied a little bit more than he's used to. Um, and so I think the change um, actually worked in our favour. Mm. Whether or not Lee would have made that change had uh, Patrick not been injured, I don't know. Mm. Hopefully it'll be nothing too serious. Uh, like I said, we knew, we knew about the Aribo hip injury when, when the team news came out, and Boya said they're not too serious. Hopefully he'll be back in training on Thursday. And then the other one that was Quite obvious uh, was that Marshall wasn't in the the 16 at all, or the 17, 18, 18, 7 subs, 11, yeah, 18. (laughs) Marshall wasn't in the 18 at all, he wasn't in the match day squad. Um, I asked if he was uh, injured and he wasn't, he's been dropped. He just said uh, that, yeah, he he just uh, he wasn't um, in the reckoning because... uh, uh, because according to Lee, the the, the eighteen that were out there were uh, were better than he was. Mm. Um, so that's pretty much it. Was as blunt as you can get, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You get uh, the feeling that um, it'll be a case of uh, when everybody's fit and when everybody's uh, in the reckoning for the squad. I would be surprised if uh, uh, Mark Marshall and, and Nicky Jose figures figure mm. a lot. Well, in particular, Marshall, unfortunately. Yeah. Just, I mean, uh, Jose a couple of times now. You could say that he's put in a couple of decent performances this season when he came on against Peterborough made us look more likely until we went on to, to lose that game. And, and, and yesterday he was put himself about him and he should have scored that chance. We hadn't yes, talked about agreed. that chance. End of the first half, uh, uh, a deep cross, I think it was from Page he found. He brought it down well, but he was in an absolute acre of space uh, and he volleyed it, half volleyed it past the far post and he really should have scored. I think one of the uh, things that strikes me about Nicky, is that Nicky Jose is that he, he goes for the spectacular. Uh, and if he'd have just brought it down and leathered it goal-bound... Uh, and on target, he'd have had a better chance of scoring, but it looked like he tried to do something special with the outside of his boot. Mm. Uh, and you think, just just 
do it normal. Just you know, just do what you can do because he did all the hard work. And, mm. I, and I don't want that to detract away because I said it before. I thought he played really well yesterday. Yeah. Uh, right. Let's have a look at some of the tweets that started coming in uh, earlier on today. Uh, if you want to have your say, tweet us at Charlton Live, uh, email studio at charltonlive.co.uk, or, or head over to Charlton Live forum for the thread on there. Charlton XL. Uh, I thought I thought we hadn't heard from him or her for uh, for a, a while, and he says so. Now that it's September and my holidays are all over, I can get back to the football. So what's been going on in SE Seven then? I mean, well, how long you got? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, I'm going to have to throw some crisps at you just, and that's the only <laughs> half the story. Uh, but yeah, good to have you back, Charlton XL. Kai says it was a good performance, deserved the win, still room for improvement, and the fans were incredible as always. I mean, that, uh, as it is only our second win of the season, and you, you'll always find there's room for improvement. I mean, what what bits from yesterday do you think that we could improve on? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I think uh, we we played a very narrow uh, diamond yesterday, and mm. I think that that sometimes, um, in my opinion at least, um, makes us uh, less um, of an attacking force. And I think I'd like to see us uh, um, play with a bit more width. I think uh, Tariq Fosu, when he came on, showed glimpses before he <laughs> before he um, mm. departed. He uh, could improve his headbutts. <laughs> um, that he's he's got that because when you're playing that uh, that narrow and it is quite a tight game, you need players who can open up defenses, and Tariq's one of those. Mm. Uh, Joe Rebo, potentially another um, if he plays uh, to his full potential. And I think um, I, I'd probably say that. Uh, Tariq would be a fit Tariq mm. would be uh, in the, in the, in the first yeah. round. When you think about it, how much of a decision has, has Lee Bay got to make when everybody's back fit? By the way? Yeah. Um, were you surprised to see Tariq involved yesterday? Because obviously, like, I don't think he's made any twenty threes minutes. He, he's throw, he thrown in with half an hour less, which I was slightly surprised by. I mean, if we're absolutely clutching at straws, another three games rest to get him properly fit it might not be the worst thing. Although you really do need minutes to to, to get your proper fitness, but. Um, were you surprised to see him come in so soon? A little bit, yeah. Um, I wasn't surprised. Obviously, when Bear went off, we sort of both um, thought, would Nebisar come on? Or uh, you have the option of dropping uh, mm. Bellic into, into that. And that saves spot. the substitution as saves well. Saves the substitution. Um, I then expected George Lepter to come on first, if I'm honest. Mm. Because I thought, well, give, the, give Tariq a chance to rest. But clearly, they think he, he was up for it. I know that um, prior to... This latest injury, I think um, they had been re- mi- not mis- maybe misdiagnosing is the right word, but they it, after this particular um, problem with the hamstring, they actually identified exactly what the problem is, which seemed to have been um, elusive before mm. that. So obviously, if they if they've identified exactly what it is, rectified it, they know they're then quite happy and uh, in the and, and safe that it's not going to go mm. again. Yeah, it's probably got a headache as I well know, now. It's probably yeah. famous last words. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see. Uh, CFC Jedi said he, he watched, uh, well, he or she again watched the highlights from yesterday's win and is looking forward to the uh, the summary from us on the on their train to work tomorrow. So I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, Daniel Trafin, one of our regular emailers, has tweeted in saying, "I'm coming over in a few weeks from Australia. The I follow coverage is okay, but it's not the same as being there. The footage uh, from the game yesterday reminds me of going uh, away in the '90s. Boya and JJ can get us up." Uh, and he's put headstrong uh, again. I'm not sure if that's referring to the mental capacity of the management or indeed Tariq Fosu, who uh, dealt out the headbutt. Right, now, you, we were talking about this off-air before the show started. Now, I've christened it the Battle of Roots Hall just because, you know, I know we had the Battle of Stamford Bridge back in the day, Battle yeah, of the Bridge. Mike uh, yeah. mentioned it, didn't he? Yeah, Mike's not happy. He says it doesn't have the same ring to it as the famous Battle of the Bridge in 1988. So, I can put this out to you guys as well. And Terry, you can have your say. What should we rename the Battle of Roots Hall? The skirmish of Southend? Well, I've got a couple. Yeah, go on, uh, go on got, then, tell. Uh, the rumble at Roots Hall. <laughs> one. 
uh, and uh, yeah, the uh, the scrap at uh, the scrap at South End is, yeah, is possibly scrap another. at South End. So if you want to have your your uh, your say on what we should rename the Battle of South End uh, or the Battle of Roots Hall, let us know at Charlton Live Studio, CharltonLive.co.uk. Tweet us at Charlton Live. Right, Mark Anderson said, uh, "Stay." Uh, uh, right, said, stay away or go to the match. All I do know is that Charlton fans yesterday, United got those players together and over the line. Says, together, believe me, United, uh, we are strong. Um, like, like I say, there was a lot of Charlton fans there yesterday. That was the, one of my only complaints about yesterday was because we, we were in that stupid greenhouse thing. So we, all heard, we were all shouting over each other. So you couldn't hear the Charlton fans as well. But we could still hear them because they were singing very loud. Oh, they were awesome yesterday. Mm. And, and at Southend, actually, um, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of, of Rootsall, generally speaking, mainly because we, we tend to go there in the middle of winter. Yeah. Um, and uh, and we tend to lose. <laughs> Other than that, uh, yesterday was gorgeous sunshine, and the, the stadium itself, when it's full, because it's quite a, a compact stadium, mm. uh, does lend itself to a, a really good atmosphere yeah. when it gets rocking, especially in the way in, because it's quite a low roof. And when it's full, and, and it was pretty much yesterday, yeah. uh, we they, they, you know the fans made some fantastic noise. Mm. Start yeah. to finish, and the obligatory smoke bomb went off. <laughs> yeah, I remember the limbs in that in that little way. And when Carl Reed scored that winning goal in 2010, <laughs> the only time which I was de- the last time we won there, I think. Yeah, exactly. It? Yeah, it was only. I mean, because we we uh, lost obviously last year uh, on Boxing Day, and the, the year before was I think was New Year's Eve, and we drew one. Also, it was only it was only the third game uh, since our, our last victory there. But yeah, in that that 2010 one, when Carl Reed. Uh, scored the winning goal. My dad uh, managed to elbow me and split my lip open. <laughs> yeah, he's probably been looking for a reason to do that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, right, F. James, our performance was gritty and determined, a strength that was missing last season. We have good quality coming in now. We have quality yet to come back. Give us time and we will be champions. No, I'm not drunk. I know what I see and I have enough uh, years of knowledge too. I mean, are we now title contenders? Is what Ev's asking. Well, yeah, Ev is, is probably the most positive person I've ever come across. Well, this time last week, he was writing us off as yeah, well. <laughs> and it is infectious. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think um, if we can stay fit as a squad, um, when you consider what we did against uh, Sunderland, we consider what we did against Peterborough, both of whom are supposed to be uh, going to be contesting for, for the top sort of three or four um, Top four spaces, let's say, mm. uh, with a um, with the players we've got now, uh, and considering those that are coming back, I think uh, we could easily challenge. Yeah. Well, uh, I think assuming we stay fit. Yeah, I think top six is what will probably be our aim, but we'll see. Um, Billy says, "Great performance yesterday from the boys. Makes all the difference when Pierce is back." Oh, here we go. Since he's joined, forty-four win, forty-four uh, percent win percentage uh, with him compared to twenty-seven oh, percent uh, without him. Well done, so we asked that question. So well done, Billy, for for getting that uh, that fact in there uh, for us. Thank you for that, Tim Jackson. A word for Nicky Jose yesterday. He was absolutely everywhere. Uh, Cullen's range of passing was exceptional. Also, the fans didn't stop singing and believing even after conceding. What a header from Billick! Uh, just a great day after the the difficult few weeks now Sebo's talking about that big brawl uh, the Battle of South End is our, uh, the Battle of Roots Hall as we've been calling it so far he says the brawl was on a par with the brawl at Hull in 2007 oh. when Lloyd Sam got sent off sadly I feel the club will receive an FA fine um, probably not the first one this week actually if we do get a fine um, yeah now I remember hearing about this brawl it's like a Tuesday night we played Hull I think we won 2-0 from memory but yeah I think there was red cards being waved around possibly one for us and one for them uh, so yeah that's a, that's a legendary brawl that's up there the as well the good thing about this one <clears throat> uh, you shouldn't really talk in that context oh, no, <laughs> no, no. We've, we've already thrown away our professionalism about that I enjoyed a, the brawl it's been a while since we've actually come out on top of a brawl <laughs> really uh, yeah. I mean I know their keeper got uh, uh, but normally when something like happens you know and it, I've, I've actually 
um, uh, banged on about it before. I, I think we've tended to, again, I, I don't mean cowardice, but we've tended to not shy away a little bit mm. from, from getting involved. You know, you normally get one maybe, and there's usually five or six of the opposition around one of our players giving it large, and the rest of them are nowhere to be seen. But that's not happening now, and I think mm. that, that Lee Bowyer's must have made a difference in that respect. Yeah, because uh, I mean, we we had players there. Uh, and sticking up for our own, and that's that's what you want to see. Yeah, exactly. Let's hope uh, we get into a fight every week. Um, 100% <laughs> Charlton said, Cullen was excellent, really surprised at Jose starting uh, before he had a great game. Fosu changed the game for me, but we'll miss the next three now. Uh, Taylor and Carlin linking up well and give Boya the full-time job. Onwards and upwards, come on, you Reds. And uh, Tim Jackson has pointed out our last-minute root saw was actually the JPT. I did know that, but I won't go count that. Uh, Racon scored a, a goal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. 2010-11. He's saying, "I remember that game, but they I don't, don't count, count that." Yeah. <laughs> Same way as I'm not so, counting Tuesday. This, Tuesday is, don't. this is the yeah. annoying thing. Don't start me on this. Yeah. Now, so <laughs> the the checker trade trophy. There are rules that state you have to play a certain amount of your first team players, six or seven. It is. I can't remember. So by the rules are in. Otherwise, you're going to get a big old fine. But does Tariq Fosu can he serve one of his three game suspension during this game? Apparently not. No, he cannot. So, I mean, that is a ridiculous rule, an absolutely ridiculous rule that we are uh, coming out the wrong side of. And uh, you can't be saying that the team has to play a certain a number of players and you're going to count it as a first... I mean, we're already making a mockery of us by making us play 23s teams anyway as a first-team fixture. But by then saying it's not counting towards the ban, which is what we'll be told. I hope that is the truth now because I've had a proper rant. <laughs> well, I know I'm of the same yeah. opinion. I mean, the EFL uh, say that you've got to take this uh, competition seriously. They, uh, they are an organisation which basically says that uh, you've got to play a, v- a virtual full squad, a first full side, in a trophy that is basically meaningless, that has no impact on anybody's lives whatsoever. Uh, yet they can allow the club to be run with no, uh, no. You know, in one particular game mm. recently, with no boardroom presence whatsoever in the club, uh, and uh, and an action that affects thousands upon thousands of people mm. and people's livelihoods, and they don't give a monkeys. Yeah, certainly don't. Especially they didn't even care when at some point earlier on in the summer it looked like Richard Murray might be getting a game. Uh, right, Steve Henry <laughs> says that Cullen. Uh, I know we're going to save that actually for the. Uh, uh, for the squad chat, but London says he loved the Pierce stat, uh, playing, not playing stat. Uh, he says it's uh, uh, not on Zaha level for the same <laughs> level, uh, though. If you look at the Palace's win record without Zaha, I think they've lost their last 10 games in the Premier League without Wilfred Zaha, including yesterday. Uh, they are very much the definition of a one man team. Right, let's have a quick break here on Charlton Live. Uh, when we come back, we will be talking, uh, uh, we're taking your emails as well. We'll see you in 30 seconds. Occupying that left hand side at the moment. Little step over onto his left foot. Marshall, ball in the box is good. And Rebo, first time. Oh, shot. what a goal! Lovely finish! Oh, what a goal! Joe Rebo gives Charlton the lead. Great ball in from Mark Marshall on the left hand side. Chips it in. And Rebo with a calm left footed volley. And found the bottom right corner and Charlton have the lead. Welcome back, this is Charlton Live, coming to you live from the Valley on your Sunday evening. 
uh, or of course via the podcast if you're listening uh, after the fact you can download our podcast from Acast app you can subscribe to us there make sure you never miss another show we're also available on iTunes uh, wherever else you get your podcasts as well just search for Charlton Live and also if you're sat at home you can also stream our show through uh, our website charltonlive.co.uk I was going to say we get loads of great content on there but we only put the show on really <laughs> we used to we used to do match reports and stuff, but we sort of fell out of the habit, unfortunately. Right, um, I wanted to read your emails as well. Don't forget, coming up later on in the show, we're going to discuss the size of the squad. I've got a few tweets in now uh, in response to the list of ins and outs uh, that that we had uh, throughout the summer. So let me know how happy you are with the squad. Uh, do you think it's improved? Do you think it's got worse? Uh, let me know uh, from the end. You know, that's comparing the end of last season to this season. Uh, or indeed if you want the start of last season to this season, but obviously not between the Sunderland game and now, because clearly it's got better since then. Uh, but I want to know overall uh, how you've rated our summer business in and out. Right, we've got a message on the chat online forum from Red Army. Uh, hi guys, a good win. Uh, have to give Carlin a special mention. Must be a manager's dream. Uh, runs the channels all day and creates space for others. Still feel we are vulnerable from wide positions in defence. Think most of our goals conceded have come from there, but you can't have the perfect team. Onwards to Wickham, hoping for a confident, dominant display. Uh, have to build on a good win uh, this weekend at home. A couple of points there. I mean, we'll talk about Carlin first. Um, uh, how have you rated him so far this year? And considering you know he's, he's off the back of this superb loan spell the second half of last year with Crawley Town, he's come back and he's back two or three already as well, isn't he? Yeah, too? yeah. It, it's clear that clearly helped Carlin that uh, uh, that loan spell out. Plus dropping that middle name, uh, that hyphen name, which obviously was bearing uh, weight <laughs> on his shoulders. Uh, and he's back to the sort of Carlin, uh, uh, I nearly said a hern again, but I probably can't. Uh, Carlin Grant that we uh, that sort of launched onto the scene a few years back, and we and you know anybody that's seen him at uh, under eighteen and 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 the twenty one level thought, oh this this kid's going to be a real player, and then we threw him in. Um, was it under Bob Peters? I'm trying to yeah, think. Bob yeah, Bob Peters. Yeah, Bournemouth away, uh, um, and then just kept playing him because we had such a thin squad at the time <laughs> surprise surprise <laughs> uh and just it, it just drained him completely you could see just see all the all the confidence just disappeared from him and it's taken him uh how many years now what two two and a half three years to get to get it back and, yeah. and he's and he's back playing in the at the sort of level um uh, that uh, that we knew that he could back in back in the day. When everyone's fit, do you think he'll still be the first choice striker? Because people were saying to me yesterday, I wonder if Vettikele would be ahead of him in the pecking order when not. he's when he's fit. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, at the moment I can't see Carlin uh, being dropped at no. the moment. Yeah, uh, even if because Igor's still a bit of an unknown quantity um, since his injury. If if you'd have asked me that question pre Igor injury, I'd have said no question. He'd be a walk in. Hmm. But uh, that was four years that ago. Was, exactly. yeah. So uh, I'd I'd personally think um, unless they go through uh, Taylor and, and Grant go through a real um, patch of, of bad form, I can't see either of them getting shifted. Hmm. Uh, the second point that that was made by Red Army there. Uh, talking about oh, are we vulnerable from wide positions? Uh, you know, Page and Solis, the fullbacks. Do you, I mean, at times they've been asked to play as wing back, which would make us more vulnerable from wide because they'd be halfway down the pitch at times. But I mean, do, do you think we're more vulnerable from wide positions than we have been in the past? I think that's probably fair. Um, not, and that's um, no no disrespect to their defensive um, capabilities, but the style in which we play, I think yes, and I think mm. that's less likely when we play the three at the back. Because we have that five in the middle, um, then then uh, that sort of square narrow four 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 two that we played yesterday, I think that will always invite pressure down down in wide areas. All right. Good evening to Charlton Sowell. Says um, listening in from Colombia tonight. Wow. 
uh, out there mocking them about our World Cup victory in the uh, quarterfinals, <laughs> I should hope, or in the, the round of 16. So not sure how he has uh, done it, but after a pretty worrying summer, Boya has put together a decent-looking squad. It must be in the job description to work miracles with no support whatsoever. Can anyone uh, there tell me if Chris Powell was acknowledged? Uh, if Chris Powell acknowledged our fans? Uh, in any way I have to admit I didn't actually see but I weren't I mean he had a great there was a great moment between Jacko and Powell uh, before the game and I put the, the, the picture up on Twitter yesterday so you can all enjoy it uh, Bowyer also gave him a big hug and a clap and he said hello to you he after did. actually because obviously he remembers you but. and Damien as well yeah. um, um, there were a few people there from, from Harry Lennon um, as well was was very chatty so I can't say on with you I, I didn't actually notice if, mm. if Chris did uh, did acknowledge the crowd or not it it wouldn't have surprised me if he did mm. uh, don't get me wrong while while the game was going in he was getting angry you know yeah and, and uh, having a go at what we were doing as well to the ref so he wanted to win the game yeah uh, of course he did um, but uh, after the game it was his usual um, uh, lovely man self you know and, uh, and acknowledged all the Charlton people that were there. Um, I can't say that whether or not he did to the, to the fans. Unfortunately, I didn't yeah. see. It. I mean, uh, yeah, I thought that because um, we got an email in as well, which uh, one of them actually asks uh, if uh, if Pauli was uh, if Pauli got a song. He said, uh, uh, "Here we go." It's from Kevin Tallett. He said, uh, "Great game." Uh, the team really battled and I love the support for Bowyer and Jackson but would have liked to chant for Powell as well he is still fighting for our club and will always be a legend so I'm guessing from that that he was in the away end and then wasn't a, a Chris Powell song. now I mean no one no Charlton fan well, yeah, a handful of Charlton fans but most Charlton fans will always respect the man no one will ever forget what he did for us but I think you know when it's when he's in direct competition with you on the day it, the same for him as it was for us you know we're all just concentrating on winning the game I didn't celebrate the winning goal any less because it came no, no, against Chris Powell no, would you yeah. no why would you uh, but uh, can I just read you a bit of my intro yesterday yeah go on um, uh, I put in, in football players coaches and managers come and go from your club, some will be sent away with best wishes and a heavy heart, and others will be dispatched with a huge sigh of relief and a heavy boot up the backside. <laughs> and then there's Chris Powell, yeah. and I think that's where he is. But that doesn't detract from the fact that you know it's going to be a, it was a surreal experience. So we did it, same as it was at Huddersfield when he was in the opposition dugout, um, and a lot of people still aren't over it, you know. And but you want to still win a game of football. Mm. But aside from that, aside from the fact that uh, you know a lot of people would like. Uh, him still to be involved in our club. Uh, it's it. You know, we weren't playing Chris Powell. We were playing Southend. Yeah, exactly. Um, he, he he mentioned there in the email, Kevin, about the uh, about the. He, you know, he said he's still fighting for our club. I mean, there there was uh, an interview with him in the Evening Standard yeah. that I saw on Friday. Uh, where he was saying about how upset he was at the state of the club and how you know he, he assumed he, he told Richard Corley in the South London Press that he assumed the club would have been sold by now and that's what we need for the club to really start building. You know, imagine if Lee Bowyer had a proper budget to deal with. Imagine yeah. you know, with, with how good he's done with his signings. I think we would definitely be title contenders. Um, and you know, and Powell clearly made it clear that he still has the, the best interests of Charlton in his there heart. Is, there is, you know, there is a case for a bit of serendipity here because um, I think if We'd have got sold um, in the summer, uh, or even a year ago. Um, Chris Powell may well be our manager now. Mm. What we've what's happened since is is that uh, Lee Bowyer and uh, Johnny Jackson are, are at the helm, and it's almost backs to the wall stuff. <clears throat> and we've the club and the, well the side the team it's, it, it itself and, and the fans that do go um, have uh, have sort of got this fighting spirit uh, and a togetherness which um, which you know. Uh, has come out of adversity almost, and I think uh, that may, if you know, obviously if, and it's a big if, you know, the rest of uh, of what we hope happens develops, uh, and we get taken over, and we can go forward, we may have a quite strong base to do it from. Hmm. 
Very much so, hopefully. Right, uh, first email of the evening, as always, uh, came in from Chris Davin. Uh, and the subject line is loving it. Uh, it says, so Boya's boys made the short trip to the seaside and came home with three points. A good day's work, not an easy place to go and not a happy hunting ground for us of late. So dab- double whammy getting the victory. Pleased to see Taylor back on the score sheet. Reckon he could be the 20 goal a season man we've been searching for. All kicked off in time, added on a mass brawl with uh, Fosu seeing red along with two South End players. Heard everyone was Kung Fu fighting. <laughs> Those cats were fast as lighting. It was a little bit frightening shame as Fosu changed the game uh, when he came on by all accounts on one and upwards uh, ring on Wickham thank you Chris he always tries to slip in some sort of uh, lyric from a song uh, every week into his emails and he's gone for that one there uh, which is very appropriate after yesterday's uh, m- uh, mass brawl um, he said that Fosu changed the game I and mean, we've obviously discussed the game in detail and he did I mean I don't think he quite had the effect that he had done at times last season but he's just an- another outlet and he's certainly something that Southend had to think about a bit differently I think that's fair as well I, 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 changing the game may be a tad strong but he certainly give, uh, gave the opposition Southend in this case uh, gives them something extra to worry about and, and uh, focus then comes towards Tariq Fosu and maybe slightly comes off players like uh, Carlin Grant and uh, um you know the others, uh, uh, anybody up front, whether it be um, uh, Lyle Taylor or whoever. But um, you know he, he he drags more than one person away from uh, from uh, attention elsewhere, mm. uh, and that can only be a good thing, can't it? Yeah, right. Adam Ferris uh, says hi, Charlton Live, great podcast as always. Listen to you on my early mornings drive to work. Thanks very much, Adam. He says I was at the game on Saturday, and Billick was phenomenal along with Cullen. Both players are what we have missed recently: technical players that can get the ball moving quickly. Uh, and forward. Lovely surprise that in the last 10 minutes of added time, we look confident and comfortable uh, rather than the usual Charlton nail-biting, hoping to hang on. Squad is looking fairly complete with injuries to return. Hopefully we win the next few and keep some momentum going. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, after the fight in particular, I mean, you almost forget the Southend were down to nine men and had an outfield player in goal, but they really didn't look I'll like they what, were ever going to come back into it. No, no, it. no, and I'd love to... I mean, I know if it had been... <laughs> I think if you'd have been playing any other game of football and it and it wasn't a league game with uh, with so much at stake, you'd have wanted somebody to ping a shot at uh, at, um, <laughs> yeah. at Coker in that goal because he could hardly walk. Yeah, so there's no yeah. way he's, there's no way he's leaping to his left yeah, to keep out a shot. Is that's it? the thing. We're about ten minutes left now. Was, uh, someone pointed out on Twitter yesterday. Powell made all three subs before seventy five minutes, and he used to always hold on quite long to make his subs at Charlton. So that was, that was interesting to see if that's something he's just bought into his game uh, and he's learnt. Oh, Anthony Penton's just sent a really good tweet in, which we'll come to in a sec. Um, but yeah, so Coker was it? Coker, yeah, got yeah, injured, and, yeah, and he, he was, was cra- he, couldn't, he couldn't walk. He yeah, couldn't he was up, hobbling yeah. off, and then we'd all said, right, he's gone. There's no way he's coming back, and he's stood on the touchline for a bit and then he actually came back on so it was at the time it would have meant they would have well, gone down point, to 10 he was about to walk off yeah. he was just about to walk straight down the tunnel and Powell sent him back out there yeah. maybe he knew what was coming Chris Powell he said <laughs> no we're going to need a goalkeeper in a minute yeah so yeah, he hobbled <laughs> back on like I say so he was the man who went in goal at the end uh, after the brawl and uh, yeah it's just a shame we, we weren't in a position where we could test him right Anthony Penton we were, ask, we were after name uh, names for the Battle of Roots Hall uh, or the the skirmish of South End or whatever it was you came up with. Terrible. Rumble at Roots Hall. The Rumble of Roots yeah. Hall. Now, Anthony Penton's one got <laughs> come for much shorter. He just says it's Roots Brawl. Oh, yeah. good. Very yes, good. Yes, right. Yes, well done. Yeah, right. Let's have another quick break here on Charlton Live. When we come back, uh, we'll discuss uh, the shape of the squad and if we have time, we'll look ahead to uh, Tuesday evening's Checker Trade Trophy game with AFC Wimbledon. 
Great work from Tariq Foster, and now it's forced to Kasky over here on this near side to take the corner, swings it in, it's gone deep, Bowers at the far post, gets ahead of now, oh it's in. in, Patrick Bauer heads the ball down, come on, beyond Ian Lawler and into the back of the net for Charlton's opener. Oh, I can't believe that one in Terry Smith, the ball came in from forced Kasky at the back post, Bowers able to beat his man, he just heads it down on the ground almost. Welcome back, this is Charlton Live here on your Sunday evening. We're coming to you live uh, from the Valley, the home of the Addicts. Uh, it's Louis Mendes and Terry Smith in the studio. 15 minutes left to go on tonight's show here on Maritime uh, Radio. Don't forget, we'll be back here next Thursday evening uh, for what will be the big match preview for next Saturday's home game with Wickham. That'll be hopefully live at 7 o'clock if Terry and Tom can pull the finger out and turn up on time this week. Uh, sorry, Nathan, uh, you mean? Yeah, Tom and Nathan, yeah, sorry. Yeah. You, you, you just about turned up on time. And I was, I was sort of <laughs> very sorry for sullying your name there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> right, uh, I've, I'm asking the question because now the transfer window though for loans and permanents is closed the uh, the officially the the permanent window closed a little while ago there was very much a loophole that you could sign someone on loan with a view for a uh, permanent up until the the end of the window on Friday which a lot of teams did do but we didn't we only dealt in loans uh, after the end of the permanent transfer window but you know and certainly at the start of the season, a lot of us were re- really worried about the size of the squad. You know, we were seeing youngsters chucked in that normally wouldn't be. You know, we enjoyed watching Lapsley, and we have done so far this season. But in a normal situation, you'd think it'd be a couple of years away just yet um, from being the first team that he's become, although he certainly earned it. Um, we were worried about the size of the squad. We've added a couple of loans over the last few weeks. And, you know, Billick uh, came in from Arsenal, scored the winner, of course, yesterday. Uh, Josh Cullen uh, came in from West Ham in time to play in yesterday's game and played very well. And, of course, Jamie Ward uh, also joined us after the deadline on Friday. So he couldn't uh, play uh, yesterday. He's now away on international duty, as is Cullen, we believe. Uh, but, yeah, we, we, you know, good additions we would see. Now, when you compare it to the players, so I've, I've listed. Now, I've only done... First teamers, in my opinion, for ins and outs. I here. think you've been generous in that, by, by the way. Uh, maybe with Jackson, because uh, he weren't playing that often. Jairo. <laughs> uh, no, Zara, no, Zara counts as the first team because he was oh. bought in as a first teamer. Uh, right, so the uh, so right, so here's my list of outs. So Esri Konza, of course, went to Brentford. Uh, Josh McGuinness went to Bolton Wanderers. Cashy, we released him. I think he signed for someone in France, if I remember. Jackson, obviously retired, uh, and. Um, is now the assistant manager, caretaker assistant manager. Uh, Suli Kai Kai was uh, released uh, from his loan back to Palace and presumably now is working in the canteen there. Uh, <laughs> Michael Zyro has gone back to Wolverhampton. Mavadidi left us and signed for Juventus, which I'm sick of that happening, to be honest. We've got a sell-on clause. <laughs> yeah. uh, Amos has obviously uh, returned from his loan, went to Bolton, and he's now uh, gone to Millwall. Jada Silva, I believe, went to Bristol City on loan from uh, uh, from Chelsea. Harry Lennon, of course, is at 
south end couldn't play yesterday because he had a broken foot now ins i've counted vita kale coming back from his two years of loans as an in uh lyle taylor we signed on a free from afc wimbledon darren prattley we signed on a free from bolton jed steers come in on loan uh from aston villa the goalkeeper billick of course who scored the winner as we said yesterday on loan from arsenal cullen and ward were our two uh players who signed uh on loan this week now are we stronger are we the same? Are we weaker? I'm going to do this case by case, all right? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Right. Amos, ready. Amos has gone, right? Yeah. So the replacement is Jed Steer. That's got to be a negative because Amos considerably a better keeper. You yeah. have to say that, right? Yeah. Uh, so that is a negative, I'd say. Just. Um, now, notwithstanding that Dylan Phillips has come in and done mm. well, all right? I'm, I'm, I'm ignoring that. I'm just talking like for like, all right? Konza has gone and Billick has come in. As as uh, you'd guess as a lifelike, because Conza mm. was that centre half who could yeah. also play midfield, uh, and I'd have to say with Billick's experience and the fact he's come from Arsenal, I'd say that's a positive. Um, yeah, well, I guess we'll learn. Slightly, the, yeah, the, the only negative about it is obviously we're going to have to give him up at the end of the season. Well, granted, yeah. uh, but we're only talking about strength for now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going on. McGuinness um, has gone. Uh, and Taylor's arrived. Well, I think Taylor's probably scored more goals already this season than uh, than McGuinness did most of last season. So I'd say that's a positive. Even though I like Josh a lot, McGuinness, um, I'd say Taylor is a positive. Replacement. Yep. Yeah. Certainly. Oh, hundred percent. Cashy's gone. Uh, I suppose the uh, direct replacement now is Cullen. Um, difficult to say because um, I liked uh, Cashy a lot. Yeah. But I guess I, I think Cullen's probably more of a replacement for Jake Forsakaski. Obviously, is injured but, rather uh, yeah, than gone. But, but yeah. Still here. But yeah. Um, in terms of gone and come in, mm. Cashy and Cullen, I'd put that as a sort of middle of the road one uh, because it's slightly different players. And then the other two aren't really like for likes. De Silva has gone. We've got Prattley as, as an extra midfield cover. Um, again, that's probably in a sort of uh, different player for different positions. But in terms of uh, experience, it's a positive. Uh, now then, it's an open. Mavadidi probably then is the next one in terms of regular first-teamers. Uh, and we've got um, uh, Ward. Uh, which probably is a positive because um, I think Ward had, uh, has got much more experience and a goal scorer at this level, Mavadidi. Nice player, good player, probably a luxury player. Um, and second, at least in the second time he was with us, didn't quite hit the heights as the first time. Mm. So I'd say that would be a positive. Uh, the rest then you've got is Lennon, um, Kai Kai, Gyro, Johnny Jackson up to a point, and then if you're going to go that far down, you've got Reagan, Charles Cook, and, and Hanlon have also all gone. Uh, but they were peripheral players. Have we uh, re- replaced those? No. Um, so in terms of squad depth, I'd say we're still fairly weakish. Mm. But in terms of the, the, the direct players we've brought in, I think we've added to the squad. Yeah, um, I think the players that we've brought in, every single one of them, will improve the team. I mean, I'm, obviously I'm guessing there a little bit with Ward, just in case of, I haven't seen him play yeah, yeah. for Charlton yeah. this season. I don't know if he's still as good as he was when he was playing against us when we were in the Championship, uh, for example. But like, like I said sort of early on in the show, I mean, Bowyer's certainly picked his targets, told us we had to be patient. Now, you know, he did it in a nicer way than Russell Slade did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's, he's picked up some really good players, uh, which I'm really pleased uh, to see. Right, I asked uh, some of you guys uh, what you made of the uh, the changes. Um, CFC Dan says we can still get free agents. You never know. Roland might be nice. Uh, you never know. That's certainly uh, something you can say, but I probably won't. That's not on my page. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Um, Richard Justin says yes. Uh, 
only weaker in keeper and left back Billick is as good as Konza Prattley and Taylor are upgrades. Igor, uh, Igor Ward uh, and Grant uh, uh, bonuses. Igor, I suppose Igor slipped under the radar. Yeah, well, so I've technically enjo- never left. Yeah, so. yeah, I put him in as an in just because I was counting lone players leaving yeah, no, as, as out. So yeah, I mean, again, I still. And, you know, we've still got to see how good he can be after his injury because I think ever since he suffered that injury in, uh, in, when we were in the championship, he really struggled for me. Well, excuse me. So we'll, uh, we'll see how he goes. Right, um, the other... We had, we had three messages that actually came in from uh, Steve Henry and said, at least five of the outs are no loss. Jacko was already retired. Uh, Kai Kai didn't fit the role. Zyro wasn't up, up for it, even though he probably had what was needed. Uh, Mavadidi again didn't do it, and Lennon was probably... Uh, not good enough. He said, for the Inns, Vettikele, uh, we all hope, is strong enough for this league. Time will tell. Prattley is an absolute find. Uh, the player, Kashi, should have become, but injury and whatever else behind the scenes prevented. Uh, Billick is a real footballer, way above League One uh, level. Taylor is uh, quality. Cullen is positive. A replacement for Jake Forster. Casti would have rep- uh, preferred Judge. Uh, we were linked with Alan Judge. Uh, is he Brentford, I think? Um, uh, before the the window, but didn't happen. Uh, Cullen looks a winner at whipping in the ball from set pieces, and Ward should be dynamite at this level if he still has the legs, the pace up front and wide uh, is good. So yeah, good good to see. I mean, uh, with, with the Ward, and that's what he's, uh, he's put it there, and that's that's the only thing I'm like I say I haven't seen him play for a couple of years now, so I just don't know. You know, with a winger, they tend to get you know a bit slower with age, as as most would, and, and you'd think probably lose a little bit of their ability but you know we'll see and uh, you know uh, for someone i haven't seen i'm going to put all my trust in lee bowyer and steve gallon yeah exactly and i think um uh, so far they've uh, they've not done a bad uh, bad job so yeah of course you're right and, and we'll only know when we know uh, uh but um they seem to think that uh, and and they put a lot of uh, uh, effort in getting him mm. so uh but he is dropping down a, a um a league from from whence he came, so uh, I'd uh, yeah well yeah who knows I'd, well, it's hopeful let's let's uh, let's as you said let's not put uh, put too much praise on the fellow until we actually see him play. Hmm. Right, we've got another email. It's coming from Mark Wilson. Thanks for email, Mark. He says it's always. Uh, he said, subject line is the worst type of win. He says, it's always brilliant to win, even if it's only scraping uh, a seaside scrape, uh, but on the, or a seaside scrap, sorry, uh, but on reflection in the warm light of a late summer's day, a backs to the wall, throw everything at it, win papers over the chasm-sized cracks in the club right now. I love it when we win, but I'm longing for the days when the whole club is pulling in the same direction. We have a full-time management and we beat teams because we're simply much better than them. A win's a win, uh, but it's tough to try and celebrate a win when we know it's despite everything instead of because of everything sell up Roland and let's get this club management and team uh, that we deserve up the attic that's from uh, from Mark Wilson Uh, I mean you've got to take them when they come you can't disagree with any of those points necessarily but um, you know um, at the end it's still our club and it's still our team Mm. And celebrating a win is uh, is something you just yeah. can't avoid. Yeah, <laughs> you got you, like I say, you got to take it when it comes because there has been so much misery well, uh, when point, we get yeah. when we get a late winner in the sunshine on the seaside. Uh, you know, enjoyable game, an exciting game, a, a high high tempo game at times, a ill tempered game at the end. Of course, I mean, I'm still laughing about those three red cards every time <laughs> I watch those back. Um, but yeah, it, uh, of course, you know, we want Lee Bowyer to be the permanent manager. We want Roland not to be here. And we wanted uh, Bowyer to have had a better summer in terms of he could have had a bit more because he's done great business so far. Players clearly want to come and play for him as well, yeah, don't they? Yeah, yeah, and no question about it. I mean, it, he's uh, he's been mentioned in dispatches quite a few times when people have asked why Charlton. 
Mm. Um, and Cullen's another one. You know, recognises what a good midfield player he was. Mm. Knows he can learn from uh, from somebody who was was right up there as, as one of the best. Right, uh, London Giza says De Silva was quality, but pleased he's gone in a weird way, as it means Page plays regularly, and Page is proper Cholton for me. I'm I'm a big Lewis Page oh, fan. Absolutely, yeah. uh, no question about that. And I, it, it would have been interesting to see if if uh, De Silva had come to us, whether or not. Uh, um, Lee would have tried De Silva in front of Lewis Page because I think Lewis Page is a better defender personally um, and he can cross a ball no question about that um, but it'd be interesting to see whether it'd be interesting to know whether or not uh, Lee would have put De Silva in front of uh, um, Lewis Page as, as a left midfielder yeah excellent right we've only got a couple of minutes left um so we're giving the AFC Wimbledon game on Tuesday all the time it deserves. <laughs> Tell, uh, well, we're moaning about it. You and me are both going to be here, aren't we? So, yes, that's true. Yeah. yeah that's um, uh, last season, if try and take a positive from this. I mean, certainly if you ask George Lapsley about the the Checker Trade Trophy, he'll say it's a great competition because he got his senior start, his senior debut for the Addicts coming on at Crawley and he scored a goal. So I mean, there will be. I mean, half the half the 23s got their senior debut at Middle Kings anyway. But there will be players who are desperate for a chance to stand up and, and certainly to put what happened at Milton Keynes in the League Cup right because they were dreadful that night. I'd agree, and I think um, it uh, it does give the chance. And, and we're in a, a, I suppose, bizarrely quite a, a, a decent position in that respect because uh, the chance of us getting fined is going to be pretty slim because quite a few of the players that would have pl- will will play Tuesday night would have played in any one of the previous three games. Mm. Um, so. Uh, Lee Bowie can afford to rest some of the ones that were there yesterday and some of the the players that um, that he wants to rely on for Saturday um, because of that. So, um, uh, yeah, look, if you're talking about the trophy itself and the, and the reason it's here and the fact that we've got to go, I don't think anybody's happy that it's on, but it is, and so we've got to get on with it and uh, and try and play play the game. Do you uh, care if we win? No, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I mean, because uh, it's certainly one of those competitions that I mean. Uh, I'll, I'll put this on record now and I'm sure I'll change my mind if we get there but if we, I'd be really disappointed if we got to Wembley for the first time ever in this Tim Pot competition uh, well at the new Wembley you mean yeah, yeah. yeah I'd agree with that completely but uh, um, <clears throat> look as you mentioned just now and, and, and that good tweet about um, <clears throat> the state of the club um, or email or whichever it was the it's a football game and you want to win it and you take every football game in that respect so if uh, I said I, I wouldn't care if we lost during the game itself I will yeah. So while we're playing it, and while I'm commentating on it, I want to win it. Hmm. But uh, if we lose it, and then in hindsight I'll go, well, that's not the end of the world. Yeah, it's not the end of the world, but it is the end of the show, Terry. We've uh, we've come to the end of tonight's so, massively quick. Yeah, it's, uh, tonight's chat on live. It's gone quickly because you guys have got involved on the emails, on the tweets, and on the chat on live forum. So thank you uh, for all your messages for having your say on uh, chat on's uh, excellent win two uh, one down at Southend yesterday in the Roots brawl. Uh, Terry, uh, it's great to have you back in the chat on live studio. Cheers, for the first time this season. It. Yeah, Thanks, good everyone. to see you. Uh, myself, uh, Tom, and Nathan will be here on Thursday evening. Hopefully, it might not be Tom actually. I think he's away uh, uh, to look ahead to next. Saturday's game with Wickham but like I say I hope you've enjoyed the show thank you for getting involved I've been Louis Mendes this has been Charlton Live we'll see you again on Thursday evening Charlton 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.